When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Blazers are underway. Training camp is in full swing here in Santa Barbara, California, where I am, where it's beautiful and sunny, although I hear it's raining Portland and Vancouver, where my co-host we got rain, baby. Bernbach is. I, just, I feel so badly before you as I bask in this. Set. No, I don't, I'm not doing much basking. My basking days are over. But anyway, welcome to the Blazer Folks Podcast, which is sponsored by ZoomCare, of which I am familiar with. I have a story to tell. I had a really bad blister. I went into ZoomCare. They lanced that baby, took care of it beautifully, so well done. But the next time I had a blister, I knew how to do it myself. So not only do they help nice. you, they educate you at the same time. <laughs> Although, I have disclaimer, don't try to perform all procedures that you receive at ZoomCare on your own. Just put that disclaimer in there right now. But anyway, I have <laughs> had some good experiences with them. <laughs> I've been to ZoomCare too. I had my eye puff up for no reason, and they gave me a... Uh, some antibiotics or something fixed me right up. So welcome, Zoom Care. <laughs> Your eye puffed up for no reason. It wasn't because you yeah, were in just a all of a sudden I woke up. You weren't looked, in a Rocky style brawl or anything. No, nah, like no. first black guy I ever had that I didn't earn. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just sleep. Oh man! All right. Well, hey, like I said, I am down here at training camp on Thursday. Thursday they took the day off uh, after going twice in a row, and then they'll resume Friday and Saturday. And then next week we got preseason action, which we will get to later. But first, let's start off with just some initial stuff coming out of practice. We can't watch it, unfortunately. It's pretty annoying, and we can't watch any of it. Although, at the end of practice, we can see them shoot around. I, sh- I posted a video of Damian Lillard making like eight or ten straight threes, and I think he shot 50 or 60 uh, going around the three-point arc, and I did not see him miss. I didn't watch all of them because I was doing interviews, and every time I was over there, it was swish, swish, swish. So I, I filmed 10 of them. But other than that, we can't watch them actually practicing, which is annoying. I wish we could watch some of it, just be sworn to secrecy. Uh, but we can't. Um, that's unfortunate. But anyway, what I've heard so far, who have watched it, and out of the mouths of Phillips and some players, is that things have been a little sloppy. And Dame made a comment that uh, their first practice was actually the worst practice they've had in a while, counting the, the uh, non-official workouts they've been doing. But he said that was probably because everyone was excited and antsy and it was official they had traveled there and everything like that. So not a big deal. But uh, Billups said the same thing because they're putting in official things, official you know plays and schemes and defenses. And so guys are just a little nervous as they're thinking too much. That's all to be expected. But most importantly is that the energy level is high. The attentiveness is high. Everyone on this roster is bought into what they're trying to do. And that's so far so good after two days. Yeah, and I, I got to ask you, what up? Uh, uh, before we get into the basketball, basketball, 
what are the guys saying about being out there? Because for, I think, all, all of them, it might be the first time they're doing training camp where they're not going home in their own beds and they're kind of hanging together. Yeah, you know, through two days, everyone was liking it. Uh, Johnson made the joke that everyone was happy waking up uh, Monday or Tuesday uh, with the beach view because they're staying at the Ritz-Carlton. Do you remember a couple months ago when I tweeted uh, something about staying at the Ritz-Carlton and joking about it, but don't tell my, my, my managers, and it was like 1400 a night? Well, that's where the Blazers are staying. Of course they are. <laughs> at the are you at the Ritz? Ventress, are you at the Ritz? Ritz. <laughs> I'm not at the Ritz. They had a perimeter set up about – 50 yards around the Ritz, detaining all media members who attempt to even <laughs> go to the Ritz. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Although it might be a thing if I head over there. Uh, anyway, but um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're enjoying it. You know, it's, it's like, you know, Dame said, he goes, yeah, I'm used to going home, uh, being with my family, which obviously is cool. But now I, I'm going to go hang out with Jeremy and hang out with Peyton and hang out with Harden. Where are we going to go eat? What are we going to go do? And so it's just forcing them to, to be together and not uh, go back to their, their home. So, yeah, they're, they're liking it so far. This is, that's definitely what Cha- Chauncey wanted to see happen. That's awesome. I think, I think it's smart. As I said before, I was in Charleston. The Sixers are in Charleston. Someone always goes there. And I got to cover teams down there. And I, I definitely – I mean, they walk places together. They're, you know, they eat together. No distractions. So I do think it's, it's smart. And I also don't think it's, um, you know, a big deal that it's sloppy in the beginning because – yeah. You know, coaches are stepping in and stopping it. They, you know, and saying, "Oh no, do this, do that." Um, and you know, it's a whole. Even for guys that have been doing it for a long time, getting back to it, you start off a little slow, maybe. Now, I'm not surprised Damian Lillard hit eight threes in a row unguarded. At <laughs> least, it. at well, least. I mean, come on, I would hope so. It might have been sixty. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, we've all seen that in warmups. I know. It's amazing. I think the first time I ever realized Suns Blazers, I was there a little early and I was just watching Dan Marley. And he was just, it was effortless, just swish, oh, yeah. swish. But to just sit there and see someone like that just sit there and just effortlessly, like their layups for me, was impressive. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is what they do, but still, just Dan went around the horn. I did not see him miss. I'm not saying he was 50 for 50 or 60 for 60, but in the ones I saw going, he was 28 for 28. Let's put it that way. And I filmed 10 of them. <laughs> I will say what when I first started covering the NBA after covering a lot of college basketball, uh, what really threw me for the loop was going and seeing, uh, and this is when you could see some of the practices and then the after practices, seeing the big guys that you don't think can shoot at all, <laughs> shooting threes and making them with ease, and guys that can't shoot free throws in practice yeah. never miss. And you're like, oh. Wait a minute. That's that's a seven <laughs> foot center that never does anything but dunk, and he's by himself shooting threes because that's how good these guys are. They're the pros. They're the pros for a reason. No matter how deep you are on a bench, you are amazing. That is the truth. And speaking of a, a player that we haven't gotten to see play at all, <laughs> that everyone's loving, the number one draft pick, rave reviews for Mister Sharp out there, huh? Yeah, uh, you know what we would expect. I mean, the word everyone's using is that. He's a freak. You know, he's a freak athlete. He can just do things that human beings are not supposed to do, which is one of the main reasons why he shot up the draft board the way he did without ever playing a minute at Kentucky. And it's why the Blazers jumped on him because I think they believed that, well, I think we know they believe that he had tremendous upside potential that he could outplay the number seven pick. And maybe down the line, you look back and redraft this thing and he's one, two, or three. Um, so, yeah, he's doing those types of things still. 
raw, 19, making mistakes, not understanding the offense, nuances, not understanding the defense, nuances. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I'm of the mind that we're not going to see a ton of him this season. I just He's got to earn it, and that's pretty much what everyone, what everyone said. Some people are saying you got to play him to develop him. They're not playing for 2025 when Shaden Sharps may be an all-star. They're playing right now in Damian's window to try to win. And unless Sharps contributing to winning, I don't see him playing. And if he is contributing to winning, I just believe it's going to be no more than 10 to 15 minutes a night, unless I see otherwise. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for you to think otherwise because you haven't seen him, right? I think that's why I'm excited about some preseason basketball because I am, you know, we got to see like nothing in summer league. Uh, but I, yes, I, I would say it is ex- going to be extremely difficult for him to crack this roster to see significant minutes without it, with some, without injuries or just him blowing people away in ways that we can't even imagine, right. um, and just crushing it. But you know, injuries happen in the NBA exactly, and freak athletes sometimes advance extremely quickly, right? He's not going to be the first 19 year old top 10 pick. Mm-hmm to have a great second half of a season if it comes down to that. Um, the work that he'll be doing before, you know, once the season starts, before games, after games, because they don't have a lot of practice, will be huge. But I'm just excited. I mean, they, they have this lottery pick that has a huge upside, and he's a mystery man. We don't know. And you don't get to see practice, so all you get is these rave reviews. It, it's kind of what happened, you know, it's early, but – we heard Anthony Simons. It's why you got the poster. It's why you bought the stock in, in, in Anthony Simons is because Dame <laughs> and CJ and others would say, oh, this guy's a freak. This guy's amazing. And we'd be like, really? If yeah. he's so amazing, why can't he play at all? Uh, knowing that he was 17. Uh, but they were right. you know. But it, that's the kind of thing we heard for years until we finally got to see it on a court. So yeah. hopefully it won't be that long of a time. Right. Um, you know, it took three years for us to really see anything uh, with Simons, but um, just because I'm an impatient person and I'd like to see it now, and I think, and I think if the if there's going to be any kind of jump to a championship level, um, the the best way for it to happen is for this guy to be, you know, so amazing you can't keep him off the court. So I can't wait to see him in uh, preseason games. Yeah. So there's three things for me. Number one, um, right now at small forward. You have four guys ahead of them that Bills will go to in a, in a must-win game, or just and you're trying to win every game. So I'm just saying, when, when you're trying to win, you're looking at Hart, uh, Nasir, and Winslow are contending for the small forward spot, which we'll talk about in a second. And then you got Peyton, who I think would play ahead of uh, Sharp in a game you're trying to win. Way better at shooting, yeah. Why'd you bring him? At shooting guard, you have Ant starting, and then you have Hart, and then you, again you have Peyton. So that puts Shaden Sharp right now number four at shooting guard <clears throat> and number five at small forward. Now. There's, you know, are, do you play him? Do you not play him? To me, the idea of playing him to develop him is stupid. You're, you're not, because here's the difference between Sharp and a normal top 10 pick. Normally, top 10 picks are going to garbage teams. They're going to teams that are awful. So, yeah, those guys play a lot because they're going to a team that won 25 games. Of course, of course, Cade Cunningham started. Of course, Banchero and, and Chet were going to start. They played for, they play or play for horrible teams. So they're, gonna, they're one of the best five players on their team as soon as they step into, into the gym. This Blazers team was a, a playoff team for eight straight years. Last year, they didn't make it to the playoffs, mainly because they just fell apart with injuries and they traded a bunch of people. And now they're, they added Grant, they added Peyton, they got Hart from, from the trade. Dame is back. They're not looking nope. to win 20 or 30 games. 50. They're looking to win 50. So they're trying to win. Yeah. 
Well, I I'm agree. just saying they're trying to be. They're, they're, well, I'm, I mean, I, I, I think it's possible if everything clicked, but I don't, I'm not saying they're going to. But my point is that's the difference. So Shaden Sharp is joining a team that has better players than him at his position. A lot of them. Now, athletically and potential-wise, he's, he's better than most of them, but that doesn't come overnight. Kobe Bryant came into the league as, you know, Jerry West thought he was an unbelievable freak of a player and traded for him, and a lot of people panned the Lakers. For, you traded a proven center, Vlade Divac, for this kid out of high school? Well, that kid out of high school, who turned out to be one of the greatest players ever, only played 15 minutes a night as a rookie and had the, you know, the well-known air balls against Utah in, in the playoffs. So my point is, be patient with this guy. If he, if he at 19 were going to come into the NBA and, and impact winning, his name would be LeBron James or he would have gone in the top three. He wouldn't have gone seven. And a lot of people thought that maybe he went too high at seven. So I'm just preaching patience. Let it play out. But by all means, if, he, if he's killing it in practice, if he gets out there in the preseason, he's just destroying, and he earns those minutes, by all means, play him. But I don't believe they're going to play him just to develop him because that would be wasting wins along the way during the game in his prime. Yeah, I mean, I they this is they made it clear that this year is not about last year. It's not about developing. So he's going to have to play. Right. Uh, I just hope he earns it. Like, and I have no patience. Uh, the older I get, the less <laughs> patience I have. So I want him to kill it, and I want him to play <laughs> twenty eight minutes a night, and then by the end be the start, you know, be starting, and then then be able to trade guys because they don't need them. But uh, that's what every I mean because. Superstars, we know they need it. You know that's how you win in this league, and you hope that you picked yeah. this guy with that had superstar potential, and that he will be a superstar. So, nope, I, I want them to roll the dice. I want I want them to roll the <laughs> dice and you know and come up with the lucky seven or eleven uh, until right. You know? I, I just think I think if you put him out there, I mean, what would Paul George do to him? If Paul oh, George yeah, shot guard him. He's going to destroy him. And, I, what, and what's Paul George going to do on defense against him? If he's got one or two moves. He's not going to out-athlete Paul George. So he's going to try and go to the hoop on Paul George. He's going to get rejected. He's trying to do some silly little spin moves. He's going to get rejected. So my, my thing is I just think people just have to yes. understand that this guy has, has – the last time he played basketball before the four minutes he played in summer league was like <laughs> in the, the, the summer circuit with the yes. Nike YBL or whatever. No, he didn't even play at Kentucky. It's not like we can look back at when he had 38 on Duke. Oh, I, look, I'm not saying that – what I'm saying is crazy. I know it. I'm saying I have no patience. That's what I want. I want a miracle. But, of course, the odds of players – you know, LeBron James, what he did in, uh, in his rookie year, just amazing. You know what I mean? And Ridiculous. and it just doesn't – it doesn't happen. So um, – right. and he won't be competing for the starting small forward job probably. But there are guys that are competing for minutes at that smart – that small forward yep. position. I know it's only been a little while, but have you gotten a feeling about whether you're going to, it's Nasir or Josh Hart um, that you think that he wants, and he's admitted, right? I mean, basically uh, coach said, we've got four starters. We're, we're, we're looking to, we've got competition on that. I'm one, one job, one gig, right? Yeah, pretty much. And it's hard. I thought it would be hard Nasir and Peyton, uh, but it turns out it's hard Nasir and Winslow um, who are the main, competitors i mean obviously peyton's out but it seems like they like winslow maybe at the three uh after two days no there's there's nothing to glean from anything that's been said i think we'll see for ourselves during the preseason we'll see some maybe some evidence of what's going on there uh for me of the three i'm going with the seer only because then i have Hart backing up at the two and the three 
And the steer you know is going to be just a junkyard dog out there who's going to play defense, hustle, crash the boards, only shoot when he's wide open. No, understand he's the fifth option and not even try to really look for his offense unless he's just absolutely wide open, like I said. Uh, Winslow, the pro- my problem with Winslow is that he can't shoot. He's like the worst shooter on the team. Are you really going to have him out there at the three? No. Now, someone made the argument to me, well, he starts, and then that way no. he doesn't have to take shots, and then that way you have more superpower or offensive firepower coming off the bench with Hart and Nasir. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, no. dude. I, I just I, If I'm a defense, I'm like, oh, well, I can just – you know, key in on these three dudes because that guy can't shoot at all. Just leave him wide open. Unless he's giving me what what Draymond gives you, then I don't see the value in that. But maybe he does give you some of that. Maybe that could be the plan. So it's possible. But for me, I'm going with Hart. Excuse me, Nasir. Nasir. How many basketballs do the Blazers play with? One, right? They get three this year. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's no <laughs> way Winslow could do what Draymond does because they have they have Damian Lillard. And they got a hefty side. Oh, yeah, because like, Draymond, yeah, Draymond does playmaking stuff. So. Although Winslow is yeah. a really – he's a pretty decent facilitator. But no, he's not going to be like Draymond. You're right. No, but he's not – that's not the way they're going to play. I mean, Draymond's the point guard and the center at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, that's not that's not how it works, right? I mean, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, we're, we're interested in seeing how they share the ball I'll tell you what they're not going to do is go, hey, neither one of you get it. Winslow gets it, and he'll pass to you. Go. Like, that's not going to happen. I got to say, if Winslow – I don't know. You know, obviously it's so early, new roster, but I'm going to be shocked if Winslow's your starting three. I mean, I just don't see that as uh, making that much sense uh, because then you're going to limit minutes uh, at the three and the two for others. I, no, I just don't see it. I think that Nasir's your uh, – my guess is – I'm rooting for Nasir. My guess is a lot of the, you know, they they might be as a franchise rooting for Nasir to kind of step up uh, and be the guy that makes it obvious that he's the starter. You know what you're going to get with Hart. He's going to get a, he's going to be a junkyard dog too, right? He's going to bring the hustle. He's going to guard mm-hmm. people. He's going to go to the rim hard uh, and you know shoot if if open. But that's the kind of player I would love to have on the second team when you're when you're sitting Damien, you know, and you and and. Um, and you need a guy that's can score or at least make things happen. So I'm with you on on hoping for Nasir. And you brought up the point about Dame sitting. You know, Ant's going to be the primary backup point, but you're yep. going to need someone to run point if those two are out uh, for whatever reason. There's going to be some minutes when both are going to be out of the game, and that only guy really is Hart. Maybe Peyton a little bit, but I think Hart yeah. – as someone who they see, he can definitely play some point for a little while. So to me, it just makes sense to have Hart come off the bench, not see a start, and then Winslow's your backup power forward. And that's the other thing, too. You start Winslow, who's your backup power yeah. forward? Now, Winslow can start at the three and still be the backup power forward. He can just slide there when Grant comes sure. out, and then Nasir comes in at three. You know what I mean? So it's not like it you know, it has to be one or the other, but I just, I just don't see Winslow as a starter on this team. And I think also they want to see what Nasir is. If he is the guy that he showed in in January of last year before he blew out his yep. shoulder, he was like 14 and 6 a night and shooting 45 and 40. And that was his best three-point shooting month of his life that I, that I can recall. I went back and looked in a couple of years. But if that guy – if he shoots 37% from three and with the defense he brings, then you've got a 3 and D guy, uh, it, probably better than even Covington because he's more athletic. That guy should be starting and oh. probably on his way to earning an $80 million contract. <laughs> I 100% agree. And that's what he wants. And, you know, when he was in high school, that seemed like a low bar for him. You know, we're not looking at a guy that, you know, didn't have this huge potential when he was coming out of high school, one of the top, you know, uh, recruits 
obviously went to an you know incredible uh, college, um, and you know when he was coming out, people thought he'd be a he'd be a top ten pick. So uh, he's got a little chip on his shoulder, and he definitely has ability and potential. Uh, and he has figured out his role to get minutes right off the bat, and that's just go one hundred percent all the time, right? And be that yep. guy that hypes the rest of the the team and at home games gets the crowd up and at away games gets the other guys frustrated and ticked off because he won't slow down. So uh, (laughs) I I loved what we saw from this year. It was a small window and, you know, there is that little bit of concern that he is an injury, you know, I hate injury plagued tags because so much of it is luck, but there is some truth to guys not being able to play, you know, full seasons over time. And I hope that's not his, uh, not his thing. Um, and then, you know, he has, he, he has played with Dame and Anthony a lot. So there's that too. Not, not always in games, but in practice and training camp. So right. y- you know that the chemistry, they probably are a little ahead on chemistry. And, you know, when we move on to the next point, that's what you're looking for, uh, in the front court with a new, a new starting power forward and Grant and Nurkic having to figure that out. And, you know, what, what is your first impressions on, you can always figure out something when you talk to Nurk, right? Cause he, he doesn't really have a filter. So he kind of, what's he been telling you? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Nurk says he, he basically said he loves Grant on and off the court. He fits in perfectly as a person and as a player, as if he's been there for a long time. Uh, a couple of people who watch practice told me that he's just been killing it at both ends of the court, um, especially on defense where he's been really orchestrating and leading and guiding and correcting and just being someone who seriously cares about being a good defender, which is something that they had with Covington. Covington took defense personally very, very smart as a team defender, and Grant seems to be doing the same types of things in practice and, of course, bringing that athleticism uh, to the court, a situation where you, now you have a guy you know, Covington was a great team defender. He wasn't great on ball. Grant's considered to be pretty darn good on ball because he's athletic enough to cover uh, pretty much every position out on the perimeter to a certain extent. I mean, they always say, okay, you can go, you can guard one through five and you can see the guy get blown apart by John Moran, but that's John Moran does that to everybody. But the point is at least he can be out there and keep his feet in front of pretty much every position with those long arms and six, eight. Uh, so <clears throat> all, all good reviews on Grant so far. You know, I'm on the mind. I said this on our last podcast that playing with Dame and Ant and Nurkic and those three guys and being, you know, good passers and looking for other people that he and also being thrust to score, he's going to get a lot of wide open looks. And when he had that in Denver and had that in Oklahoma City, he thrived efficiency wise. I think that's going to come back. So yeah, rave reviews by him and, and Nurkic. I asked both Nurkic and I asked Grant about, you know, just having that that lob threat, that guy that you can because he they didn't really have that. I mean, they didn't really Derrick Jones for a minute. Uh, they haven't really had the guy who's going to cut to the basket and you can lob it to him. They're going to rise up and just slam it over anybody. And now they have that in their offense with this, with uh, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, that was more like a 30 seconds for Derrick Jones <laughs> on the lob. <laughs> not, going a, not going a whole minute before. He started. He started for – yeah, you're right. <laughs> it did last, man. It, I kept on – you know, I love that. You know, I thought, why not? Low risk. This guy's a freak athlete. Um Give him minutes. We know he could, you know, do this, this, and this. And uh, he did not do this, this, or that. So he didn't play. But, but one, one of the things about him, though, he couldn't shoot. 
And sometimes he'd end up with wide open shots and they'd be like, yeah, that's not going in. And that's my fear for Winslow too. That's why I just don't see it. Anyway. Uh, but man, he could dunk. Woo. He's a bull now. And I watched that. He could dunk. That he could do that guy. No doubt. And how's Nurk look? He looks, uh, all signs show he's in good shape. Yeah. He's looking svelte. He was shooting threes the other day. He seems happy and at ease and at peace. And he's got his money. He's got his contract. He knows he's on a team where they want him. Um, I was talking on the radio recently and someone asked me, you know, okay, so with Ant and Nurkis, now they got their money, which way is it going to go? Are they going to live up to the contracts or are they going to, you know, become complacent? And my response was, look, I, I can't imagine that these two didn't get their contract in part because Damian Lillard was like, yeah, I want them here. And he believes in those guys. He's been with those guys for a long time and he would vouch for them. And I don't think either one of them would, let him down. So no, I, I think Nurk is going to be highly motivated to play really well. And because he's playing with his brother, Damien and Damien supports him and backs him. And I think the first person that would get on him would be Damien and telling him, look, you can still be traded. <laughs> right. If <laughs> I say so, if I say so, don't but, make, no, don't make me pull this car over. <laughs> I'll get you right out the car. I right, took exactly. you on this trip. <laughs> I'll drop you off. <laughs> well, my, my mom did that to me once. I think that signing the the Blazers do have confidence in Dame when they sign Nurk because they've seen the ups and right. downs and, you know, immature at times. And also he's older and you hope that, um, right. you know, he he's realized that, um, you know, his window is getting smaller and smaller. And so if he wants to to thrive and, and maybe potentially win a championship – He's going to have to step up his game and be there for, you know, mentally and physically. And as for Simons, he's already playing for his next contract. Who are we kidding? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's still yeah, young enough Ant. to get that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got, he's got hopes and dreams, man. And Ant wants to be an all-star in the future. Ant wants to be the face of the Blazers when Dane's gone. You know, there's no way Ant's going to, going to slack off. I, and of course, we all know. I already believe Ant's going to be the greatest player since Michael Jordan. But anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to our final segment of today. So preseason, our training camp's going on. We can't watch it. You know, it's annoying. I wish we could watch some of it. We only watch guys shoot at the end. Um, it's not like NFL. Man, NFL is the best because you can actually watch a lot of practice. But anyway, um, uh, we got games. Preseason games. We got three preseason games. Monday against the Clippers in Seattle, and then I think Tuesday against a team from Israel, and then they play Thursday against some other NBA team. Um, no, no, it's not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Monday, Clippers in Seattle. Tuesday, Utah home. And then Thursday, the team from Israel, my bad. Then they hit the road for two, and the regular season starts on the 19th. So let's go through the things we want to see next week. All I want to see is evidence of some type of defense. Because I'll, I'll never forget this as insignificant as it was the first game last year after all the talk about Billups was going to bring back <laughs> accountability and pick, fix the defense. And they went out there against Golden State, and Golden State got up 69-3. And Billups brought this up at media day. He, he said himself, he's like, man, they made us look like we were out of shape. They made us look silly. They got off 69 threes, and like 50 of them were wide open. And it was like, after that game, everyone was like, wait a minute. This is the improved defense? Well, this is what we're talking about? Yeah, it's Golden State. We don't expect you to win. We don't expect you to stop Steph Curry. We just don't want Steph Curry making a ham sandwich while he's shooting a three. That's all we want. That's all we want to see. And he was making a ham sandwich and whipping up fries. Uh, so anyway, I just want to see some evidence that this team 
has matured at all defensively. And according to ask Chauncey, have you seen that so far? And he's like, yeah, I mean, people are making mistakes. There's things going on because we're putting stuff in. But he sees Grant, Hart, not paying, he's not practicing. Winslow, guys like that putting in the effort. And then, of course, Damon and putting in the effort to be better defensively. So I want to see evidence of that against the Clippers. Agreed. And I, 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 it just can't be worse. I mean, that's all I've got to say. It can't be worse. <laughs> but you do. I mean, if you have, you know, Winslow's a defensive player, Grant's a defensive player, Hart's a defensive player. Like it is, the dynamics are no doubt different. They made deals uh, with this in mind and Little's a defensive player. So right. um, I don't ever expect Dame or, you know, it, it is what it is now. He he tries. Um, effort's not usually an issue with him on e- either end of the court. And, you know, maybe Simons can get a little better, but I never care about the guys. The guys that can score 50 can give up 30. That's what I always say. I'm like, I'm yeah. not mad at you. Some people are do what you do, and then, and then the playoffs matter, and, and it's different, right? But regular season games, I'm never going to care. If you're depending on Damian Lillard to change whether or not what kind of defensive team you are, you've made a you've made a terrible coaching decision. Like that's not it. So yeah, but the other guys, but Dame can but Dame can go from a one fifteen rating to a one eleven rating with just a little bit more effort. That's what we're talking about. Like it's just yeah, or a bit more or better players around completely. It. I mean, yeah, that helps too. But, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to at least not let your guy make it look too easy. If he's you know instead of him getting thirty five. Okay. Give more effort, maybe he only gets 31. And those four points are huge, you know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but we know that guys can get past them when he's fit and when he's not. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, um, they can. And that's why you need guys behind him that will – and he that needs to help. know what he's got. He needs to know what's happening when I run into the screen. You know, where right. am I going? Who's got my back? I mean, we've seen him and Nurk have discussions like, dude, what – where were you on that? You know, what, what am I supposed to do? And now he's going to have, you know, a grant say, yeah, go there. You know, like that's what we're supposed to do. And, and right. guys that have instincts. Um, and then, you know, when Peyton's in there, that guy's, he's gifted. He's not, he didn't get paid for his jump shot. He got paid because he could guard guys that Damian Lillard can't. And that'll take a lot off him too. Like before we are like, who's going to guard him? CJ or Dame? Well, didn't much matter. Now, who's going to guard him? Well, there's no question when Gary Payton did, you know, was in the game, he's going to guard him. You know, like, we're not going to be who, which, which evil's worse, right? We're going to be like, that guy's good at defense. That guy's not guarding him. You know, boom. So uh, I'm excited. You know, so it just can't, it's got to get better. You know, unless everything implodes, uh, players make coaches look good. They make schemes look good. Your defense is going to be better. With Gary Payton guarding um, and somebody, then then when Dame guards him, that's just the truth. And when Grant and Hart are out there, it's going to be better. So I mean, the Covington thing didn't didn't work because he was more of a team <laughs> defender, and that the Blazers were like, yeah, well, we need a we need to start with one, and then we'll get to the team. Uh, so I, I think it'll be better. But I'm excited to see that. The number one thing I'm I'm most excited to see, I'll I'll find out in the first like you know eight minutes, and that's Dame, right? I want to see that. Um, you know, I want to see him feel healthy and and look different. And the number two thing I want to see is I want to see Sharp, man. I'm not gonna lie, I want to see it. I want to see something. Of course, he's a shiny new toy. 
And it's either a shiny chew toy that I'm old enough to, you know, like it's like, you know, I got a five-year-old, right? Some toys you get, you're like, you're going to have to wait till you're seven. <laughs> like some toys <laughs> you could, you know, get to play with and see right away. So I want, I want to, I want to be shocked and surprised. I want to be on this podcast being like, you're crazy, Fentress. You got to play them. You know, uh, I don't expect <laughs> that, but I'm, I'm excited just, just to see um, what he looks like in an NBA game and, um, you know, and game one to three, where guys that young who have that little experience, we might see a big difference between game one and game three. I don't know. Yeah. I see him playing 75 minutes at least next week in those three games. Uh, he's going to get a lot of leeway, I think, because we're you know, probably not going to see a ton of Dane or, or Ant. Um, so there's going to be minutes available there in the backcourt to be played, and uh, he's going to get a lot of them, I believe, and, and at small forward. So we're going to see – Hope, I mean, we're going to see what we hope to see in Summer League that we didn't get a chance to see. He had that sweet uh, fadeaway spinning jumper and then came down the court and was guarding Jaden Ivey and hurt his shoulder, and that was it. So, like, you saw that one little flash. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, here's a little tease. Oh, he's out. Uh, so, yeah, I want to see him rise and dunk on people, get some block shots, um, run the floor, cross over some dudes, pull up with some fadeaways, some three. Just, you know, look like an elite-level talent that you say, wow, okay. So Dane's in his prime for another four, maybe five years, and then it's going to be Ant and Sharp's team. And, yes, that's going to be something to behold. Um, now, um, if he doesn't show that in the first three games, that doesn't mean it can't be that down the road because he's still just a child. He's 19. He can't even – dude, he can't even buy alcohol yet. So I'm not going to hold anything against him until you at least of age to buy alcohol. But, yeah, I do want to see flashes <laughs> because it's fun. It's fun to watch the rookie come in and do something. And also – you know, let's just mention, you know, uh, Jabari Walker. You know, a lot of people are high on him because of what he did in Summer League. I still think it was Summer League. It was against a bunch of guys who aren't even going to be in the NBA this year and that there's there's issues at depth at, at, you know, in the front court, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but um, I still want to see what he does as well. Okay, moving on. Uh, sign, you know, I think this is going to be ob- obvious early on. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue, but I just want to see it. I just want to see – Ant playing with Dame. You want to see Grant playing with Dame, Ant, and Nurk. You want to see some ball movement. I want to see a lob dunk play. I want to see Ant or Dame penetrating and kicking out to a wide open Grant for a three. Or one of them makes a move. Grant, or Grant, let's say pick and roll with Grant, and then there's a lob. Like just all sorts of different things that they can do it together, having Grant on the floor with the three returning starters. Or two returning starters. Well, we'll count Ant as a returning starter since he ended the season as a starter. But that's what I want to see some live action with those four guys playing together. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't expect it. We won't see everything, uh, but it'll be nice to see some different stuff uh, that we haven't. It's a lot of athleticism on this court that we have seen. Look, as much as you love, you can love CJ and I do love CJ and obviously he's an elite athlete for the world. Um, for the NBA, he was not, you know, you weren't going, that guy's an, that's an elite athlete in the NBA, but Grant and Ant are. So you suddenly add two guys that change the dynamics of energy and above-the-rim play. Um, and that I want to see because, as you mentioned, we're in a lot of alley-oop stuff. These teams, even even when they were you know winning the 50 with Dame and CJ, um, you weren't going to – you weren't calling them high-flying, right? No one was yeah. – uh, no one was mistaking them for the for – the, 
the 83, you know, Lakers. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see that athleticism on the court on both sides. And, a, and then you add little when he's in another guy, that's kind of an, you know, an elite athlete and maybe a little sharp. So uh, that's the part I'm looking forward to. And then, um, you know, we talked a lot about the small forward position and I don't know if the preseason games will be where, you know, they decide on who plays or who doesn't uh, as the starter. Uh, but we'll at least see evidence of of who's looking good and who's not. Absolutely. And, of course, we talked earlier about small forward. We can see it play out ourselves next week with three games and just sit there and study Hart, Winslow, Nasir, see who looks the best. We'll also get an idea of who's the leader in the clubhouse when they play the first game. We'll see who the starter is in that game. But it'll be uh, interesting to see how those three each play with the main four, and of course, without on the starting unit, on the back, excuse me, the second unit, because as Billups said, it's not always about who's necessarily the best player. It's who uh, maybe fits best with the starting four as the fifth guy, and then also who fits best with the second unit, because you want your second unit to be strong. And that's sometimes where you see teams not play their fifth best player or one of their best five players in the starting unit. That guy will come off the bench, depending on how things fit positionally. Uh, but, yeah, I, I want to see what Nasir especially looks like because I, he's the guy I'm hoping for because I, I feel like the Blazers have invested in him and he's been through a lot. It seems like every time he gets something going, he gets injured. Uh, and I think that they would probably like to invest in him long term uh, more so than Hart or Winslow. Um, so I would like to see a lot from Nasir next week. Agreed. Excited for it. Okay. Last but not least, does this team have any front court depth at all? Right? We know who's going to start at power forward. We know who's going to start at center. Who are the backups going to be? Even if Winslow's a backup, that gives you one. But then you got Eubanks, you got Watford, Jabari uh, Walker, maybe. You know, I, I want to see some evidence that Watford is going to build upon what he did last year when he looked pretty good playing in meaningless games, although he also looked sharp in those final two against uh, the Grizzlies and against Milwaukee, playing with what was left of the starting five. Um, can Walker elevate his play from or continue to elevate his play from what we saw uh, during the summer league and maybe be a legitimate piece to the front court? I mean, there's just a lot of question marks there in terms of depth behind Grant and Nurkic, and I would like to see some answers uh, to those questions. I put one pound of emphasis on summer league. I mean, I think it means so close <laughs> to nothing, <laughs> but I don't want to say nothing, right? Because sometimes you could see a guy in summer league and be like, that guy's garbage, and you'd be right. But in general, I, I just don't – summer league means nothing to me. I used to – you know, I was silly early on in my NBA coverage career, and I thought it meant something, and then I found out I was wrong. <laughs> it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. Uh, and if you – so – but it doesn't mean that Walker won't be good. I mean, if you're good in summer league – you have a chance to be good in, in the regular NBA. Um, but like I said, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that this – I've said it and I'll keep saying it. Like you can't have everything. I mean that you, you only have so much money and the Blazers decided that, that this is not where they're going to spend their money. So um, – and I think it's a smart move because in the NBA, as I always say, you need less and less um, bigs that play big. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't need tall people. You just need them to play the two and the three more than you do or even the one, you know? I mean, that's just the nature of the league now is that seven footers don't mean centers anymore. And, you know, you got six foot nine guys playing 
you know, a point guard and um, you guys got, you know, you got Simmons might play point guard on offense and, and play the five on D and that's kind of what they do with uh, Draymond. So I don't care about, uh, it's all about how you're going to figure out to win and you can win without a deep front court. So they have to, cause they don't have it. And if those guys are playing considerable minutes, something crazy happened in the off season to Drew Eubanks, who I love. And it's a, it's, you know, credit to him that, you know, this kid got from Troutdale to the NBA and he's now playing for his hometown team. That's huge. But I don't think he's got it to be a, a guy who plays 35 minutes on a winning team. You could keep asking for it. They're not, no, no, they do not have depth <laughs> in the front court. No. Well, here, here's, here, here's what I'll say. Here, here, here's what I will say. I think Winslow's legit depth at, at power forward because. Absolutely. Right. 100% and so I, an NBA player. Right. So I think they're covered at power forward as long as no one gets hurt. If you, if you give me 33, 34 from Grant and the rest, what are we talking about? 15, 14 from Winslow, I think you're fine. I mean, you would like to have a 6'10 guy come off the bench. Didn't it seem like Boston had like 12, 6'9, 6'10 guys running around uh, back there? I mean, you'd like to see more high level. All, crazy, I, I all crazy athletic. I, I wrote something about this in the spring about how if you looked at the top, the final four teams or during the conference finals and how many players they had on their roster, each team had on their roster over 6'6 six, six or something like that. It was way more than the Blazers. It wasn't even close. So anyway, but I think yeah. you're cool at power four. And then, like, and then we, and you still have Watford and you still have Jabari. Um, backup center, you know, if, you know, the question mark is can Eubanks give you 10? Can Watford give you 10? Can they combine for 15 or, or you know, 18 behind Nurk, or is it not? Is it not going to matter because you're going to do small ball five with Grant and Winslow? I mean, a line, an offensive lineup, lineup of Dame and <clears throat> whomever at the three, uh, Nasir at four, and Grant at five. Oh my God, they're going to score a ton of points. They might give up points, but they're going to score a ton of points. So, you know, maybe it's not going to matter that they don't have a true, legitimate uh, backup center that you know is is going to be available to give you quality minutes because they're going to play some small ball five anyway. So we'll see. Uh, I think they're going to be okay, but you would like to have someone that made you feel more secure about the backup center position. Yeah. And I think that your only hope is that Watford takes a huge step forward. But I, I mean, what you said is what I've been agreeing to some matchups. They're going to have to play a backup big because of the other team's roster, but the, what I would say is if you're the Blazers, your hope is that you go small and make them adjust to you because you're scoring so many points. And there aren't a ton of centers who do that um, to to cause you to adjust the other way. Right. But yeah, they're they're not going to be able to throw out a, a great backup center for Nurkic. And when Nurkic isn't in there, they're going to play different. And Winslow's not – he's not six, you know, nine even. You know I mean? He's not right. even a big power forward. So it is going to be small ball. But – you could do that in the NBA now. That's what's great about it. You could figure it out and they'll be better because you know what they didn't have last year for most of the season, a front court or a back court or a mid court. So <laughs> if that's your one worry, you're doing all right. So Watford's the final month of last season, Watford 15 and 7, 50%. But they were getting routed. And like you, but you know, I've always said, he, someone has, they're going to score 90 points no matter what, someone's got to score. Right. There's going to be rebounds, going to be bouncing off the rim. Someone's got to grab them. So, yeah, it, it, it's take it with a grain of salt. 
100%. I'm just saying at least he showed a pulse. All right, that's all I'm saying. So maybe, and they, and they gave him money. So obviously they liked what they saw. So, hey, we'll see what happens. All right. Anything else? Should we touch on before next week? I guess we're going to we're gonna no, come together. No, we're good. We'll come, Go enjoy the sun, man. We'll come, <laughs> we'll come together again. I got too much writing to do right now. We'll come together again after these first preseason games. I can't even say it. And we'll, uh, we'll overreact to everything that we saw. <laughs> we'll, of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll re-hit all of these uh, talking points that we just uh, overreacted to, maybe a little bit. But that's what you do during the preseason, right? Because we're trying to get amped for what's going to be the real deal, which doesn't get started until October 19th. So we've got a few weeks to uh, dissect this team. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off here, Craig? Thank you, Zoom. Our new <laughs> yeah. sponsor. Thanks again to Zoom, our new sponsor. Zoom Care, Zoom baby. Care. Zoom Care. Uh, hey, that's it for the Blazer Focus Podcast. Please remember to click the subscribe button and give us a positive rating. And we will be back next week to talk about the first two preseason games of the season.